0: To the Midwest Sisters Rewatch podcast. I am Cassie and I am here with Carrie. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are things in Kansas? They're doing well, finally cooled off. I know. It's nice.
1: <laughs> I like it. I'm nice ready for have, fall.
0: Yes, nice to have the cool weather back.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm envious of people that can take the heat. I know. It must be nice. I can't. Even though I was I know, born I in the dead of summer, I, I do not like the heat. Uh-uh. I can only take it
0: for a very short time and then I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but we are ready for episodes nine and 10. Mm-hmm. These were very enjoyable.
1: Yes, both
0: of them. Yeah, so I'm going to take the recap for episode nine, which was solitary. This was Mr. Saeed's backstory. Uh-huh. He's such a handsome man. He's got the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. I know. And his hair. Gorgeous. Yes. But this episode was directed by Greg Yatanis, y- 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 I guess mm-hmm. that's how you say it. Y-A-I-T-A-N-E-S. Okay. And written by David Fury, which he's done several. We've watched now.
1: Yes. He's done some uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, too.
0: Yeah, he's really good. The ones he has a hand in, whether he directs or writes, are really good. So it aired on November 17th, 2004, originally. And fun fact, which I thought was really funny because, okay, it's the scene where um, we see Jack, he's treating Sullivan, the guy with the rash. And you can hear Shannon in the background. And I heard her saying something, and I'm like, what is she talking about? She's griping about something. And I found out that during that scene, she's heard in the background saying, Ew, get him out of there. He's drinking our water. And this was apparently a deleted scene where Shannon found Vincent drinking the main water supply. <laughs> and she's yelling at Walt for letting him drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's confronted by Michael because she yelled it. At- Oh no. And I guess at the end of the scene, Hurley tells Shannon that dogs' mouths are actually cleaner than humans, and <gasps> she storms off Matt. <laughs> oh, that's right. So it also explained because later in the episode, we see Michael, and yeah, we'll get into it, but he's showing Jack how to make the showers, you know, with the drawing he did. Yeah. And that kind of explains maybe why he was doing that. Cause Shannon got upset that the dog was drinking the main water supply.
1: Yeah.
0: And he, cause he said, if we do, if he did that, it would keep it away from the, keep it separate from the drinking water and the main water supply. So he was probably trying to find a solution. To <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> smooth thing. So I thought that was hilarious. Cause I heard her in the background
1: <laughs>
0: going off and I was like, what is she talking about? But I huh. found that out. I thought that was really funny. That is funny. Very Shannon thing. (laughs) So anyway, our first scene is a beautiful shot of the beach. Mm -hmm. And the Saeed's sitting alone, and he's looking at the photo of the woman that we saw in one of the first episodes. Um, Very pretty Middle Eastern woman. And he's looking at her picture, looks kind of sad. And he flips the picture over, and there's writing on the back in Arabic. So we'll find out later what that says. But mm-hmm. anyway, he looks up and he notices something sticking out of the sand. And it's a buried metal cable. And it's running from the jungle out into the ocean. And so he starts to follow it into the jungle. He's very intrigued. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Inspector Gadget's going to go find out what this is. <laughs> so so then at the beach Jack is changing Sawyer's bandages and of course they're going back and forth and Jack gets another nickname which was Dr. Quinn (laughs) (laughs) Dr.
1: Quinn (laughs) good lord
0: so they're baiting each other about what happened and Sawyer's being his (laughs) his self Normal. So, I'm kind of noticing throughout these episodes things that they say in the dialogue sometimes, and it was maybe maybe hints about the ending that we got because during this conversation that Jack and Sawyer were having, you know, Sawyer was like, "Well, why are you even helping me?" And he said, "What do you think it's going to buy your ticket into heaven?" And I've heard them talk about that a few times now in different episodes. You kind of have to wonder if they weren't trying to point us in that direction all along, but it's yeah, funny.
1: several comments have already went that way. Mm-hmm.
0: So then Jack's leaving Sawyer's. He's mad. and <laughs> He finds Kate. She's looking out across the beach and she says she's worried about Saeed. He left two days ago and haven't heard anything. And, Jack's like, well, you know, he's a seasoned soldier. I'm sure he's going to be okay. He'll come back when he's found what he's looking for. Yeah. And, you know, she's, she's still worried. But Jack's like, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your
1: compassion, Jack. Don't worry about him.
0: But <laughs> uh, in the jungle, Saeed follows the cable. And he comes across a tripwire. And he's real careful to step over it. But anyway, he gets snared anyway.
1: <laughs> he does. That was pretty Oh, ingenious. what was
0: bad. He got a little bamboo shoot to the leg. <laughs>
1: it looked painful. Yeah. Besides that, cracking into the tree. Oh, man.
0: So he's kind of looking around, and then the snare catches him, and he's swinging in the air. And he pulls the bamboo shoot out of his leg, which was nasty. Mm. And so... Eventually, as he's hanging there, <laughs> that, was, that was awful. But anyway, he pulls the bamboo shoot out and he's hanging there and kind of, I think he kind of passes out from the pain a little bit because that had to hurt. Oh, yeah. But nighttime falls and he's still up there. And he's, I think maybe he's kind of praying a little bit. is what it sounded like. And then, um, someone does cut him down and he kind of sees a shadow and it looked like he saw the knife in their hand, but he's too groggy and he just passes out. Yep. So then back at the caves, Jack is tending to a survivor whose name is apparently Sullivan and found out. And he's like, what is it, doc? It's like, oh, what this rash is. And this. it's something serious, in <laughs> hypochondria." it? Jack's like, it's high. (laughs) It's due to stress and heat. You'll be fine.
1: Am I going to (laughs) die?
0: So Hurley thinks that the problem is that everyone's just too stressed out. And Jack's like, well, my main concern is keeping everyone alive. And he reminds Hurley that things could be worse. And Hurley's like, how? (laughs) Yup. So, meanwhile, Saeed wakes up. He's in a rundown shack in the jungle, tied to a bed. And someone's asking him about Alex in English and in French.
1: Yeah, don't that Alex?
0: Yeah, several times, again and again and again. So he claims he doesn't know anything and he gets a shock. <laughs> he sure does. Oh, that looked painful. He yeah, got
1: messed
0: up. He did. So then we have our first flashback. So Said, we know that he already mentioned he is part of the Republican Guard and he's torturing a suspect, a suspected mastermind of a terrorist plot and beating the crap out of him. And then um, Said is talking to his friend and also his, his commanding officer, Omar, and he's going to get a promotion to the intelligence division. But as they're talking, Saeed's distracted because there's a woman being escorted to a cell. It's the woman from the photo. Mm -hmm. And she looks up and you can tell they kind of recognize each other from somewhere. So So then we're back in the caves. And Locke is with a man named Ethan. And they're returning from hunting. And they bring Hurley a a suitcase to sort through. And Walt goes to Locke and asks him if he can go hunting too. But Michael says, no.
1: <laughs>
0: and so Hurley finds something impressive in one of the suitcases. And so he gets excited. And so then back in the shack, Said is tortured. It's repeatedly asked, where's Alex? And he tells um, the person about Oceanic's crash and finding the wire. So he followed it to look for the source of the French woman's distress signal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We find out that he's being held captive by, a, by the French woman. And she doesn't believe the story and knocks him out. So Saeed comes to you the next day and he sees her name is stenciled on her jacket and it's Russo.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so Rousseau reveals that her signal... Is being broadcast from a different location, but it's now controlled by the others. And the people that she thinks Saeed is one of them. And so she gets Saeed's name from the envelope with the photo of the woman. And um, that woman's name, we find out, is Nadia. And we get our next flashback. So, Saeed's assigned to interrogate a suspected associate of the terrorist plot, who is Nadia. And we find out that they remember one another when they were at school together as children. And so, they're talking when he goes in to interrogate her. And she says, have I changed that much from the little girl who used to push you in the mud? (laughs) And he says... I didn't understand why you used to do that. She said, because you ignored me. <laughs> oh. So we can tell she liked him when they yeah. were kids. So he threatens her with torture. She doesn't talk, but she just shows off what's already been done to her, which was awful. She was burned with acid and had a drill taken to her palms. Mm. Her feet were flayed. It was awful. Mm. She says she's not going to talk. So... Back in the shack, Saeed reveals to Russo that he used to be a soldier, and she wants to know more about Nadia, but Saeed says he wants to know about Alex. So they're kind of at a stalemate. So then back in the caves, Walt's complaining about being bored and (laughs) being a kid, (laughs) and Michael tells him he needs to find a way to entertain himself. And then Hurley is rushing in and out, and he's looking for things for a secret project he won't tell anybody. What's going on? But he's all excited. So then back in the shack, Russo still doesn't believe Saeed. And he's questioning why he'd be alone in the jungle if he crashed, you know, survived the plane crash with 40 other people. And he admits that he left because he is ashamed of something that he did. And so Russo asks if he left Nadia there too. But Saeed said she wasn't on the plane. He said she's dead because of me. And you can tell by her face that kind of affects her. It hits her. Mm -hmm. So then back at the caves, Michael shows Jack his idea for rerouting some of the water into some makeshift showers. Which I think goes back to that that scene that was deleted that I talked about, which cracks me up. (laughs) But Charlie arrives to get um, Jack and Michael to show them. What Hurley's been working on. He said, Hurley's all (laughs) excited about something. (laughs) So it's a two hole golf course (laughs) with a set of clubs that he found in the
1: luggage. (laughs) That I believe. People travel with those all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. So Jack and Michael are kind of like, whatever, man, I don't have time for this. But Hurley claims that everyone's stressed out. Everybody needs something that they can do that's fun and just to kind of forget. About what's going on around him for a while. Yeah. So, then we're back at the shack, and Russo shows Saeed a broken music box that Robert, her late husband, gave her. And Saeed says he could fix it if she if she frees his hands, but she ignores him and she <laughs> instead gets the syringe, a rusty syringe at that, <laughs> and a vial of sedative, and she injects him with it. God damn. She was not playing. No. So back on Hurley's golf course, Jack and Michael are having a little competition with Hurley and Charlie, which was funny.
1: It was funny.
0: <laughs> and um, here comes Sullivan, the survivor with the hives. And he's like, Hey doc, there you are. Somebody said you came this way. And he's like, is this, are you playing golf? <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> <laughs> Can I play?
1: <laughs> he wants to stay near the doctor at all times.
0: I know. That's funny. So then we're back at the shack. Said wakes up and he is chained to a chair at a workbench. So in exchange for fixing the music box, he asks Said asks to know Russo's first name and how she ended up on the island by herself. And it's Danielle is her name. Danielle and Danielle, and she tells him about being part of a science team along with her husband Robert, who she mentioned. And their ship's instruments went haywire and they ran aground on the island. She said the ship slammed into the rocks, ran aground. The whole breached beyond repair, so we made a camp and dug out this temporary shelter. It was only supposed to be temporary. And they survived um, nearly two months. Oh. And she says two months before, and she kind of trailed off. And Saeed asked about the distress signal. He said, your signal said it killed them all. And she said, we were coming back from the Black Rock. It was them. They were carriers. So he said, who were the carriers? She said, the others. Hmm. So he's like, what others? What is the Black Rock? You're being very cryptic here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen other people on this island? Because they haven't. Only the monster. And Russo's like, no, but I hear them. In the jungle, they whisper. And she says, you think I'm insane. And he's like, no, I just think you've been alone for too long. (laughs) Yes. So we get our next flashback. Mm -hmm. So after she's spent weeks in an Iraqi cell, Nadia's still unwilling to talk. And Saeed's trying to convince her. You know, he's bringing her some food and trying to convince her to talk. So because he said if she shows that she's cooperative, he could probably convince him to let her go. But she says she won't. But she's trying to convince him that he's a good person and not a torturer. So then we're back at the beach, and everybody is finding out about Hurley's golf course. (laughs) And um, Kate, Boone, and Shannon want to go check it out. (laughs) And so then back in the shack, Saeed gets the music box to work again and asks to be freed. But Russo insists that it's not safe for him outside the shack. He needs to stay there. But then they hear a roaring sound outside. Russo takes a gun and runs out. (laughs) She's like, if we're lucky, it's one of the bears.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Another polar bear,
0: maybe? said, said, if we're lucky, he's like, it might be the monster. She said, there's no such thing as monsters.
1: Oh.
0: Uh-huh. So then we get another flashback. So a month after Nadia's imprisonment, Saeed's ordered to execute her as a warning to those who won't cooperate. Uh-oh. And so he enters her cell and tosses her a black bag to put it over her head. So we have to wonder what's gonna happen because we can tell he he still he likes her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So Back in the shack, he uses a screwdriver to free himself, and he grabs several maps that Danielle had drawn and shoves those into his bag. He grabs a gun, and he leaves, but he, we see that he forgets his photograph of Nadia. So then uh, we switch back to the golf course, and a crowd has gathered to watch the game, and <laughs> Kate is amazed and thinks that Jack's responsible for the whole golf idea thing. But he says, nope, that was Harley. So then Walt arrives and he's upset at Michael because he says, you left me alone at the caves. And Michael's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, I just got caught up. And he offers to let him, you know, play. And Walt's like, I oh, no, it's okay. And Michael, you know, Charlie says, hey, Michael, it's your turn. And Michael's like, okay, we'll, we'll play later. And then he rushes back to the game, leaving Walt alone again. I know, I know. Walt just kind of walks away. Kind of, you can tell he's he's upset. But yeah. Then uh, in the jungle, Said comes across Rousseau and demands that she drop her gun, but she doesn't. So they're pointing guns at one another, and we get another flashback. <laughs> so Said is escorting Nadia to her execution. And then he tells the other two guards, I'll take it from here. So they go away. Um, Once they're gone, he frees her and tells her how she can escape the base and, and hide. And she is writing the note on the back of the photo when Omar arrives, his friend and commanding officer. And he realizes what's happening, that he's helping her get away. So Saeed shoots Omar. And then uh, she says, okay, now you have to come with me because they'll kill you. And he says, no. And he shoots himself to where he won't die. But it, he said, this way, they'll think that you grabbed my gun, shot him, shot me, and got away. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, she's upset, but she goes. So back in the jungle, Saeed warns Danielle. And when she doesn't lower her gun... He pulls the trigger on his own, but nothing happens. <laughs> and she says, the firing pin's been removed. Robert didn't notice it was missing either when I shot him. <laughs> oh. And Saeed looks kind of shocked. He's like, but you loved him. And she said he was sick. Uh. And Saeed said, sick? And she said, it took them. One after the other. I had no choice. They were already lost. And Saeed said, you killed them. She said, what would have happened if we were rescued? I couldn't let that happen. I won't. And so Saeed throws down his gun and he says, I'm not sick. And she says, I know. So Saeed tells her that the writing on the back of Nadia's photograph means you'll find me in the next life, if not in this one, which was really sad. Hmm. And that he spent seven years of his life searching for her. So he kind of connects with her, you know, to help her understand she's not the only one who lost someone she loved. And, you know, it's easy to hold on to a, a memory. And mm-hmm. so he, he kind of found a connection with her there. And he asks her to come back to the survivor's camp. But she tells him no. But she tells Saeed to watch the other survivors very carefully. So as she leaves, Saeed asks Russo who Alex is. And she reveals that that was her child. So we're back to the golf course and the game's coming up to a close. And uh, everyone's watching Jack getting ready to take his shot. And Sawyer turns up. And everyone's kind of giving him the stink eye, (laughs) giving him the side eye. (laughs) And he tries to kind of integrate with the group. And he's like, okay, I say, you know, two tubes of sunscreen. He chokes. And everybody just kind of looks at him and. Finally, Kate speaks up. She's like, I'll take that action. And then Boone's like, yeah, me too. And Shannon's, Shannon, of course, is mouthing. She's like, you just bet on Jack. He's like, we need the sunscreen, princess. <laughs> so, Boone is so damn cute. He's got the prettiest eyes I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, that actor does. Yep, I think he's on, swear. He's on the Vampire Diary, right? The Vampire yeah, diary show. Yeah. I, I haven't watched. I think I watched just the pilot, but I do think he's in that.
0: Yeah, he's he's Rob Lowe's love child. I swear, pretty much. He looks like a young Rob Lowe. <laughs> but anyway, after Kate speak and Boone speak up, everybody kind of reluctantly accepts that Sawyer's there and he's part of the group. So they're forgiving him. Oh. But then back in the jungle, Locke is practicing his knife throwing and Walt turns up and he asks if he can learn how to do it. And Locke hands him a knife and he kind of looks at it. And then it's elsewhere in the jungle and night is falling and Saeed's making his way back to the beach. And suddenly he hears whispers (gasps) in the jungle around him, just like Danielle said. And then we fade to black at the end of the episode. Great. That was a really good one, though. I like that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good backstory for him.
0: Yeah, and we finally got an answer as to the who the French woman is and kind of got that backstory. But it raised a lot more questions about why she said everyone was sick. Yeah. We told, him, we told him to watch everybody carefully.
1: I mean, if I can recall anything, I don't think there was an illness involved. Not that I remember. But who I knows? I don't remember, but I don't think. it. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. So.
0: <laughs> Those later seasons, I don't remember much. But, I mean, I know Danielle still she sticks around. No, for, yeah, she's
1: there for at least four.
0: Yeah, she shows back up. So I mean, maybe maybe we got more explanation. I'm just not remembering, but
1: That's true. And I think she yeah, she even shows up in some of the side flashes. Oh my god.
0: I know. It's gonna get so It goes that far. It's 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 gonna get bad.
1: But... I know <laughs> we're falling down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> 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 Um, as
0: far as my smoke monster rating, one to five, I'd give this one, I this one a four, four and a half. Um, yeah, four and a half. I, I liked this one a lot. Hmm. I thought Saeed's love story was really sweet and it
1: was sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And it, and it brought up new things, but I give it a, I'm going to give it a four. Mm hmm. Because it, it was good. The the storyline was good. They kept the Jack and Kate thing to a minimum, which I truly appreciate.
0: Yes, it wasn't nearly as bad as it normally is.
1: No, because, God help us, it comes back up in the next one. Oh, God, yes. I know. I know. But, yeah, I give it a four just for Saeed's story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, his was really good. Although, that wig they had on him in the flashbacks was not great. <laughs> <laughs> He it's was bad. in the military. <laughs> he looks much better with his crinkly
1: curls. I know. I think it was him that, wasn't he dating Barbara Hershey? I think so, yeah. Who was much his senior. Oh, yeah, big time. I know. I was like, whoa,
0: you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's cute and he's built. So, yeah.
1: you go, girl. He's Nice, yeah. Very nice. Okay, well, I guess I need to take up the next episode, which is Raised by Another. Uh huh. And first of all, first of all,
0: first of all, shout out to Sister Speak.
1: Sister Speak, first of just all. Day. <laughs> um, day. <laughs> the episode, The Moth. Uh, I said that there was an audio flashback, oh. and that didn't happen. I guess That was a
0: technical malfunction.
1: <laughs> I guess Zen Kester doesn't do that. Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> so please go to that episode so you can hear the wonderful song, You All, Everybody. You all, everybody. <laughs> you all, everybody. <laughs> okay. So apologies for that. We'll find out how to... This- <laughs> How to do that. I don't think we need to record any more songs, but. I don't think so, but
0: if we do, we'll figure it out.
1: We will figure out how we can get everybody to hear you all, everybody. Yes. Okay. So, Raised by Another, which, I don't know, on some post, they were saying maybe it should have been Raised by an Other, I was like, oh that was I know. It's like nope, you sprinkle too much cheese on it (laughs) and now it's (laughs) run. I
0: I couldn't you took it too far. Lost tended to do that sometimes.
1: (laughs) Especially with the first season. It was all cheesy.
0: It was a lot of it was. But you
1: know. Uh, Yeah. Get what you get. Okay, so raised by another Um, the air date was December 1st, 2004, and the director was Marita Grabeck, Hmm. and the writer was Lynn E. Litt. I believe the director did some Angel episodes and some Alias, too, so.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. J.J. JJ JJ Abrams and lots of friends. He was pulling his other writers in for those. Heck
1: yeah, I would, too. Okay, so we have Claire waking up in the night. We see her eye, and she hears a baby crying. She sits up, and she's confused, and she looks down and feels her stomach, and she notices that she's not pregnant. She's like, where's my baby? (laughs) And she hears the cry again, so she starts off into the jungle in a daze. And she sees a light in the jungle, walks toward it, and there she sees Locke. And he's sitting at a table. Is
0: he playing with tarot cards? Is that what he has? I it
1: believe it looked like
0: the yeah, yeah it looked like the uh, Rider Waite Smith deck of tarot cards.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe it is and as she approaches um oh yeah it is tarot cards mhm yep okay
0: i know i recognized the pattern on the back of those cards that's usually on the rider waite deck um, at yeah. tarot cards that plaid pattern
1: yes and we're both into tarot cards so. yeah
0: we're both newly kind of learning that so yeah. that's probably why i why it i was like oh, hey those are tarot cards
1: <laughs> yeah they're way interesting
0: Yeah, they are. They're really cool.
1: Yeah. So he's drawing tarot cards from a deck and staring down at the table. The first card, it makes the sound of a a metal against metal, Mm -hmm. like a knife that's being pulled from its sheath. And uh, Claire says, what's happening? And Locke says, you know what's happening. Claire says, but I don't understand why. And Locke said, he was your responsibility, but you gave him away. Claire, everyone pays the price now. And so as soon as he says that, he looks up at her and he has one black eye and one white eye. That was creepy. I know. I was like, take those backgammon pieces out of your eye. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's with him in the dark and light? (laughs) I know. So Claire hears um, a baby's cry. And she runs into the jungle and she finds a crib with a plane mobile. And she pulls the blankets back and finds them um, a dark pool of blood.
0: Yeah, that was creepy.
1: Yeah. Obviously, this is a nightmare. So she wakes up and she starts screaming. She let a Fey ray scream, man. <laughs> that was a scream. <laughs> she did. She's a little thing, but she's got some lungs. <laughs> The
0: King Kong reference, (laughs) sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So, (laughs) yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I'm okay. Um, Charlie comes up and grabs Claire to stop. (laughs) I have to stop her screaming. (laughs) That's a reference for the movie Clue. So, check it out. And um, he's trying to, you know, calm her because she's, you know, being hysterical. She was fighting, too. Yeah, she was. That was bad. So she eventually calms down and Charlie notices um, her bloody hands and asks what happened. And uh, in the morning, Jack sees her hands and comments that she must have had one hell of a nightmare to have dug her nails a quarter inch into their, into their palm. Damn. Yeah. And she implies that, um, it wasn't a nightmare. And Jack shrugs, shrugs the shrugs it off as sleepwalking and stress Mm -hmm. and a pregnancy. Okay. So he begins to ask questions about Claire's pregnancy. And we have our first flashback. And the flashback, first flashback is Claire, and she leaves um, the bathroom, and her boyfriend, Thomas, asks her what the result is. Because she's <laughs> taking a pregnancy test. Uh-oh. Yeah. And they panic about the result. But Claire realizes that um, she is indeed pregnant, and that thought petrifies her. And Thomas says that he tries to reassure And he says that he loves her and that a baby might be the best thing ever. Mm. It's like, huh? Okay. So at the beach, Jack finds Kate. Um, She's watching the ocean and Kate explains that she's sinking in the sand due to the waves. I'm like, so anyway, (laughs) She, reminds, she says that Saeed's been gone for almost a week. And Jack says, something tells me he'll be okay.
0: Jack is not concerned about Saeed.
1: No. why don't you just say, I hope he doesn't come back.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> and then um, Jack tells Kate that uh, Claire might have the baby soon. And so then we have Charlie and Claire, and they're sitting in the jungle having a quiet moment over a cup of tea. That was cute. That was cute. And they talk about her nightmare, and Charlie says that if she ever needs anything, that he's there for her. And she seems touched, um, but she doesn't doesn't reply. Mm -hmm. And Charlie interprets that as (laughs) a hint that maybe he should go. (laughs) Poor thing. He was just trying to be nice. That's right. So that takes us into our second flashback. And we have, um, let's see. Yeah, Claire, she's um, talking about the situation with her friend, Rachel. And telling Rachel how excited she is to move in with Thomas. And she says in her little accent, he's so awesome. <laughs> he's Awesome. And her and Rachel arrive at the home of a psychic, Richard Malkin. And uh, Rachel's convinced that uh, she convinced Claire to go see him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the psychic reads Claire's palm and immediately congratulates her on the pregnancy. Like, oh, oh, oh how did you know that? <laughs> He remarks that things are a bit blurry, and he asks if she's sure that she wants to go on, and she says yes, and then his face kind of tightens like he's scared, Mm -hmm. and he returns Claire's money, and he refuses to do the reading, and he ushers the two of them out of his house.
0: He said, you got to go now. (laughs)
1: They're like, oh, okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> okay. So then we have, okay, now we're back and it's nighttime. Claire sees a man covering her mouth and stabbing her in the stomach with a needle. Ooh. Bad. Ugh. So she wakes up again with a Faye Ray scream. (laughs) (laughs) Just as loud as the night before. And she says that someone attacked her. And uh, Charlie and Hurley go to scout the area, see if they can find anybody. Jack and Michael, they try to comfort her. Um, But she says what she saw was real and that someone was trying to hurt the baby. So... That leads Hurley to realize that one of the survivors, that none of the survivors have any idea who their other survivors on the island really are. Nobody really knows anybody. Mm-hmm. And he wants He's to. like,
0: I'm out here with Scott and Steve. Who the hell are Scott and Steve?
1: <laughs> I'm Scott, who's Steve? <laughs> so Hurley wants to start a census of who everyone lived, who, who they are, where they lived. Did they live in the cave or on the beach? <laughs> and other information about them. And that was maybe, smart. That is smart. They should have done that in the first place.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, and meanwhile, Charlie reassures Claire that he'll watch over her all night.
0: Oh, I did laugh back when Hurley was telling Jack they needed to take a census. Mm-hmm. And he's like, My name's Hurley's just a nickname. Why? I'm not telling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why? Well, I'm not telling. <laughs> we do find out his real name, yes, later on. Sorry, I just thought that was funny. No, I'm not telling. I'm not telling. And then we go into flashback number three. <laughs> and we're back at the uh, Claire and Thomas's apartment, and she's busy childproofing and redecorating the place, hanging up the drapes, and. Thomas comes in and he's pissy pissy. and he's saying that um, he can't do this anymore. Mm. I guess the reality of having the baby and everything, he got cold feet and he mentions that uh, Claire has daddy abandonment issues Mm. and he tries to lay the blame on her. Pulling Which away in the relationship. It's like, dude.
0: That was awful. Kind of kind of basically accused her too of getting pregnant on purpose. Because he's like, you were supposed to be on the pill.
1: Exactly. He insinuates like, that she got intentionally got pregnant.
0: Like you're a jerk. Yeah.
1: So he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we come back and, oh, my God, these flashbacks and going back and forth. I know.
0: It gets hard to follow.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have Hurley, and he's asking Locke lot of questions about his background and his reason for traveling to Australia. And John answers the questions, and he says he came to Sydney looking for something. I don't know what that means. And he's lived most of his life in Tustin, California. And then further down um, the beach, Jack is telling Charlie and Kate that he thinks Claire is basically having really bad nightmares. He thinks it's in her head. Mm-hmm. Charlie, he can't believe that you know he's suggesting that Claire's lying but Jack says no it's just the stress that she's under and you know the imbalance of you know emotional imbalance of her pregnancy on the island I'm like okay so you know everything
0: which I mean okay to a point because it's gotta be on her mind she's pregnant she's on an island there's no hospital there's a doctor yes but there's no drugs (laughs) there's no hospital there's that that would be an extremely stressful situation to be that for delivery
1: yeah it's possible but
0: jack was jack was just he was so quick to dismiss it and it's like dude you don't know everything about where you are you know it could very well be be real and she is not you know just being crazy so
1: well yeah and you would think being a doctor, they're so big on history Mm-hmm. that, you know, and I still don't know whether women can actually travel in their third trimester.
0: Well, Jack kind of questioned her on that. Yeah. He was, he was like, your GYM was okay with you uh, traveling uh-huh. in your third trimester. She's like, and you could tell she was like, yeah, um, I had an ultrasound just before everything's fine, really healthy. So he kind of he kind of checked her on that, but she wasn't talking. So. True,
1: which leads to how did she get on the plane in the first place? hmm I don't know how airports do that, but you would have to have something from your doctor. And if she did, okay. Yeah,
0: I don't know. She just was real cagey about it, though. She was like, yeah, I had an ultrasound. He's fine. It's like, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> You're a liar. Liar. You're a liar. You're a liar.
1: Okay, so now we have um, Hurley. He's in the jungle and he's questioning Ethan Rom, because his name is Ethan Rom. Rom. L M O R O M. And Ethan answers the questions, and he says he's from Ontario. He asks, uh-huh. <laughs> he said, "What's the census for?" And Hurley says he just thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> So at the caves, Jack um, hackfully tries to tell Claire that he thinks that she should take some sedatives. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that um, she kind of realizes that Jack thinks she's, she's making everything up. So she gets mad and she packs up her things and she decides to go back to the beach where she thinks things are safer than in the caves. Mm hmm. And then Charlie catches up with her and escorts her, you know, for protection. But she's, you know, despite the fact she's saying, you know, just leave me alone, leave me alone. And so that takes us into our next flashback. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have... Okay, Claire has gone back to Malkin, the psychic, and he opens the door. Claire is standing on his porch. She requests a second reading, and she gives him the money, and he's counting it. And she jokes about it.
0: <laughs> he's like, "That's not how it <laughs> She's works." Like, it doesn't work that way. Don't mock me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, "Ah, uh, you're pregnant." She's like, "No, no, no, I'm just kidding." <laughs> Okay. And then the uh, Malkin notes that. Um, Claire has been dumped. Mm-hmm. And he asks if she wants to continue after what he saw last time. She says yes. And he says that it's crucial that Claire raises the child herself.
0: He's adamant.
1: He's, adamant about yeah. that. He's very adamant. And that her goodness must influence the baby's development. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Claire says that she's going to put the baby up for adoption unless Thomas returns. And Malcolm insists that she must listen to him. And uh, he's like, at this point, shouting. Mm -hmm. And Claire tries to
0: give her the money back.
1: Yeah. He's like, you have to raise this baby. Only you. And so she runs, she gets scared and she runs out and still in the flashback that night, she wakes up to the phone ringing and it's Malkin. And, <laughs> <he, laughs> and apparently he's her stalker. No, he's been calling Claire for months now and he keeps insisting that, you know, she keeps the baby uh-huh. and he says that he has a plan. But Claire doesn't listen to him and she hangs up on him. It's like, great. I'm trying <laughs> to help you. Okay, and now we're back at the beach and Hurley is questioning Shannon and she's preparing to move to the caves. Mm-hmm. And she answers his questions that her name is Shannon Rutherford. She's 20 and her address is Crap Hole Island. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Shannon. Um, She and Boone ask Curly uh, why he's making the list. And he tells them that um, what might have happened to Claire. And so Shannon Shannon drops her bags. And she tells Boone that she is definitely not moving to the rape caves. The rape caves. (laughs) She's just as good as Sawyer is at coming up with snappy little phrases. She
0: is. They need to get together. They can make nicknames
1: for everybody. They really do. So Boone shrugs off Shannon's words and tells Hurley um, about the flight manifest. He says the names (laughs) of the dead have been crossed off. So it would be a full roster of who's left on the island. And Hurley asks, who has it? (laughs) Boone says, "What do you think? So he immediately knows who that means. He heads to Sawyer's tent, and he doesn't demand it. He just tries to calmly <laughs> ask him for it, pointing out that
0: sunglasses Sawyer has on.
1: <laughs> well, you know it's all he can find, but he still looks <laughs> looks you know,
0: it like something an eight year old girl was wearing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somehow he pulls it off though. He does, <laughs> and he says, "Look, dude, you could use the points." <laughs> you need this, and yep. Harley our Sawyer <laughs> gives him yet another nickname: "Stay Puff." Which is <laughs> mean.
0: He's awful.
1: Enough with the fat comments. That's rude.
0: He's horrible.
1: So he Sawyer likes his likes his way. So he he gives Harley the manifest.
0: He was a good guy this time.
1: He tries. So, um, as uh, Claire and Charlie, they're heading to the beach, and Claire begins to feel contractions, and Charlie offers to deliver the baby himself, <laughs> and being <laughs> nervous, he reveals that he's a recovering drug addict. Oh, no. And she's just like, what? <laughs> the hell? So she flatly tells him to go get Jack at once. (laughs) Like right now. And this takes us to our final flashback, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) And they are at a, uh, Claire is in an office with a lawyer and another couple. She's finalizing the details of the adoption. And the couple is Arlene and Joseph Stewart. They agree that Claire will have no legitimate rights to the child and that she'll be paid upon the child's birth. And before she signs the document, she requests that they sing the song Catch a Falling Star to the baby because her father sang that to her as a child. And she goes to sign the paperwork and the pen doesn't work. So the lawyer passes her another pen and the ink doesn't come out of that one either. So, a third pen's handed to her, and she changes her mind. She thinks, okay, something's... This is a sign. This is a sign. So, she runs. <laughs> she's, just, she's having second thoughts and runs away. <laughs> and the poor lady's sitting there going, no, no. It oh, was so sad. I was so proud that accent. Wow. I know. No. No. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, she goes to Malkin, Claire does, and she tells him that she's ready to listen to his plan. After all these months, she's ready. And she's told that um, a couple in Los Angeles who are quote unquote good people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're going to take care of the child. He gives her a ticket for Oceanic Flight 815. Uh. And she's put off by the fact that the flight is only a day away. But Malcolm says that it can't be any other flight. It has to be this flight 815. Hmm. And that the couple is waiting to meet her in America. It's like, okay, that's a little sketchy.
0: Questions.
1: Mm. Okay. So now we're back. And. Okay, Charlie, he finds Ethan Rom, and he tells him to go find Jack. Now, why Charlie just didn't go the rest of the way and find Jack? Okay, whatever.
0: I know. I but think he, 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 just he wanted to, to, get,
1: to get back to Claire.
0: Yeah, he was afraid for her. He didn't want to leave
1: her alone. Okay, so Ethan drops all of the sticks he was <laughs> collecting <laughs> and runs off to get Jack. So Charlie returns to Claire and he helps to calm her down. And at this point, she tells Charlie about the psychic that she visited and um, she she thinks that he was wrong. And Charlie says perhaps that he knew her fate. Mm -hmm. And Claire becomes convinced that Malcolm put her on a flight knowing that it would crash.
0: Yeah, so she'd have to keep the baby.
1: She has to. So this, um, Charlie remembers that Jack told him about stress causing false labor, and so things calm down between them, and they decide to head back to the caves. Mm -hmm. Just to be around Jack because that's where she should be. Yeah, And, and. Jack and Kate are um, shocked to see St- uh, Said stumble in. Said's back. <laughs> hey, Saeed. <laughs> he's like, see, Kate, I told you he'd be okay. <laughs> and uh, he is severely dehydrated. And he's delirious. He's speaking of the French woman. And he admits Um, He adds that we're not alone. And then he faints. (laughs) It's like, well, thank you. So um, before they can even take care of him, Hurley um, shows up and starts talking about the list. Mm -hmm. And he's cross-referenced all the names and he's collected um, with those on the flight manifest and found that one of them is not on the manifest. Uh-oh. That person was not on the plane. And then we go back to Charlie and Claire. They're still walking back to the caves and they are greeted by Ethan. Uh-oh. And they're beginning to feel uncomfortable. They ask where Jack is. Ethan just stares at Claire.
0: That was creepy as hell.
1: Very creepy. And then she gets a frightened look on her face, and end of episode.
0: Yeah, that was creepy. Man, yeah. he
1: was looking at her like, ew.
0: Yeah, the way he was
1: looking at her, I was like, oh my God. And he wasn't even looking at her, he's looking at her stomach. I know. Ah! That was creepy. Creepazoid. Yeah, so everything's happening at once now. Yep. Yeah. Saeed's back. Now we got a possible creeper on the island. Claire's (laughs) having the baby. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah.
1: I think I I read, too, that this is the first episode that the flight 815 was mentioned. The exact flight number. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And um, also... When uh, the nightmare that Claire sees John Locke sitting there with the tarot cards, it's the same lamp and desk that Malkin was sitting at. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Ha ha. Trying to be sneaky. (laughs) So, yeah, I give this I'm going to give this a four point five smoke monsters because that was a really well put together episode.
0: It was, it flowed really well. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: we found out a lot. You did. Yeah. I give it four and a half too. It was, it was a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. We're introducing a new character, which I mean, I really wish they would, would have had him on there from the beginning. Yeah. Cause it's like all these other background people are, you know, I keep seeing this girl in like a, a striped crop shirt in the background mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you start to recognize people in the background and stuff and yeah he should have been in there
0: yeah it would have been better to have had him there from the, from exactly. the start it's like
1: oh the one person well yeah it must be Ethan
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah but it's a very good episode
0: it was good. I liked
1: this one. I like Claire. She's she's one of my favorite characters. I know. I wonder why she hasn't got more work. Hmm. Maybe she does stuff in Australia. I'm not sure, but because she's very pretty and she knows how to act. So yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, those are two good episodes. That was fun to watch those again. i had kind of forgotten about those two.
1: Um, yeah, honestly, but it's true because they shove so much of Kate and Jack at you that you kind of forget everybody else's stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think from here on, it really, it's, it picks up and it stays up there.
0: Yeah, I think once everything started happening with, you know, finding out Ethan isn't who they thought and it kind right. of starts speed up and it really if doesn't stop at the end of the season. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, there's really no more lulls in the in the season from this point on, I don't think.
0: Yeah, from what I remember, I don't think there's too many throwaway episodes from here on out. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. Yes. Yeah. So we haven't gotten any emails
0: or calls yet? No. No one likes yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like us. Be our friends. Please like us. (laughs) Well, we'll why don't we throw the email and phone number at them again?
0: Yes. Our email is MidwestSistersRewatch at gmail.com. And our Google voicemail is 331-234-6112. And if you have the Anchor app, you can also send us a message that way. It's free. I have faith someone will interact with us someday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me get my fiance to call in just to get a call.
0: We're going to be asking people to call in and disguise their voices.
1: (laughs) Call our family. Call. Act like we have friends. We're fun. Come on, guys. Give us a call.
0: We are happy to hear from anyone, and we will definitely read any feedback we receive. So. Like I said last time, even if you don't want to go back and rewatch the show per
1: se, we'd love to hear your memories of the show when it was on. Absolutely. And again, if there's any tips and tricks about podcasting, we want to hear that too. Because yeah, I mean. Clearly, if we... uh, we're not <laughs> 100% um, up on all the technology with podcasts, but we
0: do our best. We don't mind complaints as well. Um, just you know, be kind, but we don't, we don't mind if you want to complain either, so. (laughs) Yes,
1: you can tactfully criticize us. We like it. Yes, (laughs) yes. Well, we're having fun
0: anyway. Yes, we are. It's been fun to revisit this one, and I, I will admit I am scared of the coming later seasons, but, you know
1: but we can just really really enjoy the first two to three seasons though because they were, we're really good. They're pretty good. good. Mhm. Yeah, they were. So the so. next um the next two episodes are what um, we got all the best cowboys have daddy issues and <laughs> whatever the case may be. Aha.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Which I think all the best cowboys have daddy issues is Sawyer.
0: I think. I think. Maybe it's no, Jack. But I think it's Jack.
1: Yeah, I think it is Jack.
0: I think that's the one we find out what happened between Jack and his
1: dad. That's I right. think. Yeah. And the case, whatever the case may be, I think that's um, Kate. But it also has Sawyer in it, too. hmm I like the ones with Sawyer.
0: Yes, Sawyer's fun to watch. (laughs) I was, I don't, what I think it was the scene where Hurley went to ask for the manifest and Sawyer didn't have a shirt on. (laughs) And Joel was in the room and it flashed to Sawyer without a shirt on. I went, oh. (laughs) And Joel just rolled his eyes. Look at that.
1: Well, my, my. Well, my, my. (laughs) I know. And he doesn't do too much else either. I don't think Josh Holloway does a lot. No,
0: I saw him once in a great while some, a few places, but
1: not much. I think he's on, um, what's it called? Yellowstone. Mm. The, um, don't you hate that when you can't think of a name? Uh, Costner, Kevin Costner show. Yeah, I believe he's on there. I'm not sure.
0: I know he was on the Hawaii Five O remake for a while, like oh. every other character from Lost One.
1: <laughs> they all needed some work here and there. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd never watched the. I mean, I was too young for the first Hawaii Five O, but I didn't get into the. No, didn't. I didn't
0: either, but I I knew that several characters from Lost showed up there too. So Yeah,
1: I was glad to see Jin. Mhm. actor getting some work cuz he's awesome.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's awesome. <laughs> I know it's funny to hear all the Aussie accents in this show.
1: I know. hilarious. So, I did like do Australians drink tea like British people then?
0: That's what I gathered from it.
1: Okay, I didn't know that.
0: I didn't either. But I, when Charlie said that, I thought, oh, they must be kind of like British people with the tea thing.
1: Well, that's
0: okay. I drink. Perhaps tea. I was, maybe I was meant to be British. I love drinking tea. I do too. I have to have coffee though. Oh, coffee first thing in the morning, but throughout the day, at some point, I'll usually drink a cup of tea, usually before yeah. bed or something.
1: Or I like it best kind of like in the evening, you know, with chamomile tea or, you know, tea's like that, the relax and all that. But yeah. Joel
0: kind of got me hooked on oolong tea in the late afternoon at work when I'm tired because it's got a little bit of a boost to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that too. And green tea is very good. Green tea has the same caffeine level as a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you know what we like to drink. <laughs> Comment on it and tell us. I know. They're like, I thought this was supposed to be about laws. Do you guys are talking <laughs> about other things? But, of course, nobody's talking.
0: So. No one's talking to us anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have any friends. Oh, dear. All right. Well, it was everyone a very has- good show.
0: Yes. We hope everyone has a wonderful week. And we will hopefully see y'all next time. And what do we want to tell everyone? Don't forget to get lost. That's right. <laughs> see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.